up everybody nick pags here uh for another episode of pl stories and this time i gotta say it because i always say it. we have katie van lu how do you do as i would say to her on <laughs> every call we've ever had. i can't just say your name without saying how do you do um katie van lu in the house and <laughs> and i was super excited to share her story or allow her to share her story here because she i was just talking to her before we we went live she to me is such a profound um i don't know if speaker is the word but sharer like you you just have an incredible capacity to share your experience with people and i know i'm confident that because of that incredible ability so many people are going to resonate with what you're saying and your experience through the journey of doing pl and you were pl three two three pl mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. God. three Sorry, yeah. I'm mixing it all up. <laughs> so many, it, so many. It's not even cohorts. It, it's three freaking cohorts. <laughs> it's like, why can't I remember? But I just feel like I've known all of you so long. Like our relationships have grown very deep in a short time. So it's hard to recall. Yeah, I mean, it's been like almost a year. So crazy. It's been a, it's been a long time. Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here and uh, share with our listeners, kind of who you are and and where you're at in life right now. Yeah, that just circling back to the Katie Van Lu, how do you do? What's funny is that I still have other PL3 members that were like running in the same circle still, like we'll be in the same masterclass together or something. And everyone will always type that into the chat <laughs> wherever I'm we so go. Sorry. Katie Van Lu, how do you do? And then like people that don't know me are like, why are these people saying that to her? <laughs> like, you don't, you got, you had to be there. <laughs> how do you do? Like, it just sounds so weird. Like people don't say like, how do you do? Like, I mean, maybe they do, but anyways, um, that's just the beauty of knowing other PL, PL people is they'll bring those things into other, other parts of your world. Um, yeah. So I'm Katie Van Lu, and I'm a nutrition and mindset coach. And I started this work I mean, we started almost a year ago. I think I, I was introduced to your work through Empower, through a business program, got a little taste there, had no idea what the heck mindset coaching was <laughs> at all, which is funny because, and I'm sure we'll get into this, I am a <laughs> recovering perfectionist and I have had this very long history of like loving self-development and self-improvement but never quite connecting to like the coaching aspect of it or the like mindset coaching of it. I was the person that like listened to all the podcasts, all the books. um, And I had lots and lots of conversations because I'm a coach. I think that really lends a hand in the way that I share because coaches in order to like be relatable to your clients and show them that things are possible, you have to share. So I've always been that person that was learning, looking for something to study, and then also like talking with people about like, hey, have you heard of human design? Do you know what your human design, you know, type is and and all that. But I had never really worked with someone one-on-one or even a group coaching program for mindset coaching. And it was just one piece of this business program. And it was, there was so much energy around it. And everyone's like, oh, thank God we have a knit call today. <laughs> like, I just need that because we had no idea as we were building these online businesses how imperative that was going to be yeah. for starting it. I mean, I feel like everyone in the coaching space has heard this or said this, but when you sign up to be an entrepreneur, you sign up for self-development. And it's because it's a mindset journey the whole way. <laughs> so... 
I I had no idea what I was getting into, but now it's like a year later and it's I'm like a whole different person. <laughs> oh, I love that and I can't wait to dive into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no question in terms of the <laughs> entrepreneurial understanding that like good luck trying to build something a business certainly revolved around you as as the coach and not building yourself. Like your business will just stay stuck if you do. So it's uh, you know, being able to coach hundreds of entrepreneurs at this point over the last two years it is amazing on repeat the same conversations coming up about like i did not realize how much mindset plays a role in this stuff and it's because you're facing crazy adversities all the time like all you're constantly comparing and 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 um coming up against the fear or the worthiness conversations or the imposter syndrome or whatever it is all that comes up and if you don't manage it while you're while you're going through it likely it'll show up in your business and, and ultimately maybe be your downfall. So uh, I think that yeah. was a very special part of you to acknowledge that and to lean into it. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, for anyone who's listening, who's not an entrepreneur, I mean, there's still a lot of limiting beliefs that you can have around your potential, you know, your growth within a company, but there's something so, uh, there's something so different about becoming an entrepreneur even if you're freelancing like if you're not trying to build an empire maybe maybe you're just freelancing on the side when you don't have like maybe an entire team around you that's like influencing your decisions or helping you make the decisions and you're just getting started you realize that you have to have incredible inner confidence and intuitive knowing in how you're moving forward with your business and how you're representing yourself and your brand, specifically coaches, like you have to put your face out there, like you're the product. So especially in the coaching realm, like it is it is you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any, any story circling around that doesn't support that, then, then it, you get real stuck real fast. Yeah, com <laughs> completely bogged down many times. And, and that I think, you know, when I, work with people and or even just in the discovery conversation of like what is coaching or do i need it or do i want to use it or will it work for me so many times with anybody whether it's an entrepreneur or not we start to realize how many things are blocked because of the stories we have about this is the way that it is or this is the way that i've always thought or this is the story i have about money or about relationships or about self-worth or whatever and I say story and I mean it because all of that stuff that feels so factual for you often is just where you came from and the things you heard for so long that you made it a fact for yourself. And it doesn't have to be that way. And, and mindset coaching opens up the door or any, any type of coaching often opens up the door to just look at it differently, to open the space for a new perspective. There's no, I think, and you'll agree with this, Katie, I think there's no like telling you how it is and that you have to do mindset work is not a, a teaching practice. It's not, I need you to do this, this, this. Do we teach some things? Sure. But ultimately it's not teaching. It's opening space for somebody to kind of dive into their own perspectives and be open to new possibilities. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of the thing, things when we joined PL, you're like, there's no, there's no uh like syllabus there's no lessons and i'm like what do you mean there's no lessons like, there's no, what do you what do you mean what do you, there's no like chapters like me coming from a very like 
a very studious person. I'm like, what do you, there's no tests. Like you can't get it right. Yeah. What, what? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh God, I don't even know what I'm in for. That's that, what you said though, about like not even realizing you have these limiting beliefs. That's a really great way to describe where I was at when I found mm-hmm. this work and found you is like, I was, I like to say like, I was like hurtling through life and when a story would like keep me stuck or wasn't serving me, it'd be like hurtling into a wall and and like this big explosion being like, oh my God, what the heck just happened? Get back up, keep going, but not investigate like why that wall was there. Or like why, and then, you know, like be running, 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 boom, same wall. And it was like, I just didn't have the awareness of being like, why, why does this, this particular thing keep coming up for me? Or... Or, and like you said, like you're very stuck in your ways and you're like, oh, well, that's just how I am. Like I very much identified, well, I'm just a perfectionist. So I'm always going to be really obsessed with tiny details. We have this, we have this joke within PL, our PL3 cohort about me making (laughs) slideshows with butterflies, which I do not make slideshows with butterflies, but, but I would spend hours and hours and hours on these slideshows for my, for my clients, for my group coaching course. And there was like one coaching call where I was just like, I'm just so tired of making these slideshows because they take me eight hours because I'm a perfectionist. I identify as that. So it has to be perfect. So it has to take hours. And you were like, what if you just like didn't do the slideshows? And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? That's well, I have to, because I have to do it right because I'm a perfectionist and it has to take eight hours. And it's just like, before you actually get into this work, you don't even realize that you've assigned yourself an identity and you are in charge. You are actually in control of shifting the way that you do things. You don't have to be a perfectionist forever if you don't want to. It's all stories. It's all like habitual patterns that you've done. It's the neural pathways in your brain that you've carved. But that's what this work does is help you like one, gain the awareness of the ways that you're keeping yourself back from living a really authentic life. And then how do we reprogram in order to move forward and make those choices that makes our lives different? And one of the things I want to acknowledge as you're speaking, because it's it's oozing, like your brilliance oozes out of you as you speak. I'm not like pumping you up, but seriously, when you speak, it's like mesmerizing. <laughs> You've always kind of been that way. She's so smart and you can hear it as she as she talks through this stuff. <laughs> My ego is like, <laughs> She's expl- she got bigger on the screen. It's crazy. <laughs> but the, th- this is what's remarkable to me about mindset work. You can be the smartest dude under the sun. And it doesn't mean that like, oh, because I'm so smart, now I'm, I don't need mindset work. And I think that people so regularly relate intelligence to the ability to work through your limiting beliefs and stories. And they're not necessarily correlated. Can they be? Sure, I'm, I'm sure they can. But you hear this woman who's incredibly intelligent and was before she ever walked into a mindset coaching room. She, she was like straight-A student, beast, always super smart, and still has the awareness to sit here and say there were blind spots. And I needed support at that time to illuminate some of those blind spots. And I think for somebody who's listening to this who may be Um, and I'll just be super blunt, you may be super ego-driven or you may be uh, unwilling to share any type of feelings of uh, unworthiness or fear or not knowing the answers. 
for that type of person, know that it doesn't make you small, dumb, or stupid to request support in terms of your limiting beliefs or conversations or growing to an evolved version of you. It, it doesn't mean that you are not brilliant. It means that it sometimes it means that you're brilliant, that you're willing to request support. And I think, Katie, you represent that a ton. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm receiving that. I that could not be more accurate because I do very much believe I'm a very highly intelligent person. Through this work, I realized how much what have I what how much of what I was doing, even within my business of nutrition coaching, was very ego driven in this like holding this I'm really, really smart. Mm -hmm. And I've I've gotten through life on being really smart. So if I just keep being really smart and I show how smart I am, like that's gonna make me a good coach. That was holding me back because now when I figured out a lot of these things that I was like hanging all of my, I don't know what the analogy is, putting all one eggs in that, in, all your eggs in one basket, mm -hmm. is that what it's called? I don't know. But all of it was based in this like, well, I've always been really smart so I can outsmart my way through everything. If you're a person where you're sitting here and you're like, yeah, like I was valedictorian, I was Dean's List in college, like I studied in the library, didn't go out and drink, I did drink in college, but like that is a completely separate type of brilliance mm. than this work. And, and even just one of, one of the shifts here for me that was really big is what in my coaching, I'm in service of others. It's not about me. It's not about showing them how smart I am. And it's not about <laughs> right off the bat being like, let me tell you everything about the microbiome and everything that's going on in there and what that like and i just was like trying to show how much science i know and that was not serving my clients it you know in a way it, it does that's a piece of it but i was so focused on these slideshows and these showing up with like all of these science details and like really showing them that i knew what i was doing because i was looking for external validation to mirror back to me oh, she knows what she's doing when really I've now relaxed into, yeah, I fully know that I know my shit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I've studied for years. I literally, I have clients that have gone through the process. I've gone through the process, you know, like I'm my ideal client's client five years in the making. I don't have to do things out of ego yeah. anymore. I d and that's huge. I'm going to repeat that. I don't have to do things out of ego anymore because I know I have an inner knowing of I know my shit. I don't need to prove it to anyone else. I'm more interested in serving my clients and how do I meet them there? I talk about the feelings. I talk about the transformation. I talk about these things that are really important that meet them where they're at. They're not they're not at the level of needing all the textbook science from me right off the bat. And that that took taking my ego out of the equation. Yeah that I didn't even know was there at first. Yeah, there was so, I think so much of this work lives in the, I don't know that I don't know, right? There's the stuff that we know that we know. There's the stuff that I know I don't know. And there's the stuff that I didn't even know I didn't know about. And I think most of our work lives in that. And that's 99.999% of the information on earth is the, I didn't know that I don't know. There's so much out there that we don't know. And we don't spend enough time in it. We spend, it's so funny in our, in our capacity to understand and all of the things that we know in terms of the 
what it equates to in the percentage of information out in this world. It's so crazy that we spend all of our energy and time just on the I know that I know or I know that I don't. What would it look like for you to spend some more time on the discovery part of your life? And I think that that's what this work offers us is to dive into that. I don't know that I don't know. And Katie did that. And, and there was a little bit of resistance or a lot of bit of resistance in the beginning because a lot of it. <laughs> well, because there was so it was so used. You were so used to like, OK, I'll study it. I'll know it by tomorrow and I'll show up with the slideshow saying I know about it tomorrow. And you can't do that with this work. There is no studying and knowing. It's an inner experience. It is taking time. It is trusting in you and something not out, something outside of you or even a person like your coach. It can't be your coach doing it for you. It was it was such a oh, what's the word? It, I think the word is like it was it was really a profound experience to watch you grow into this woman who, yes, I have the ability to flex this incredible intelligence. But simultaneously, I don't that's not where I get my worth anymore. I get my worth because I say I'm worth it just because I am. And I and I demand to be the woman I want to be. And I'm just going to show up like that. And do you screw up and make mistakes and struggle? Of course, like the rest of us. But you live right now in this almost like this aura of I'm here to, to learn, not here to know. And that, I think, is such a cool mm -hmm. shift for you. Yeah. And it, it's funny being on like, I say other side, but I don't mean other side like I'm done doing the work. This work is for life. I think we can all agree about that. But it's funny, like, because I almost have, like, an outside perspective of going back and looking at, like, Katie during PL3. And I have this very vivid memory of me coming to a coaching call and being like, look, I wrote down every saying from every tutu that we've ever had. And they're all on this sheet here. And I know all of them. I could recite every every single one. It was like 40 sayings, you know? And I was like, and it's not working. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but this is such a good example of like, I was just like, oh, if I just study this, yeah. I will get it. And I like, that was a great example of like, dude, you just need to like detach a little bit. You just need to like be. Like you're not, <laughs> you can't just like force this work. It was very much me being like, I needed to go through the like really rocky ups and downs to get to this point that feels like we were just talking before we started recording of like when you're doing this work, there's really high highs and there's really low lows. And the low lows are like these really terrible points. I mean, I've sat on the phone with Nick being like, I just don't know what to do about this thing. And I just feel like it keeps coming up and they feel awful in the moment. But having done this work for over a year now, it's like, oh, this is a really low low and it's only going to go up from here now. Mm -hmm. And like, I have to have those moments. I can't have the highs without the lows. Yep. The whole part, the whole process is learning more about yourself and what feels authentic for you and how you can create a life that you really love. You can't have that if you don't have the lows that show you that the stuff that you don't want. Yep the way that you don't want to feel, the way that you don't want to be. And it, I had to go through that. That was like, honestly, my journey in, in PL was here. We're going to, we're going to sit in this uncomfortableness that I hate. Yeah. And I would just get on calls and you could be like, yeah, Katie's in it today. And I just would be like, I don't even, I don't even want to be on this call. But that was like, 
looking back on it now, I needed that. I had to have that. Like, I'm so grateful for those times when I was like, I'm in the shit. And you're like, great. Like, we're going to sit here in this shit until we can, like, (laughs) make some moves to get out of this shit. And it's just, it feels so funny. And I'm sure someone's sitting here like, I am not signing up for something that's going to make me feel like shit. But that's, (laughs) I hope you don't walk away with that. That's not what I want you to walk away with. What I want you to walk away with is that you can bypass all of that. You have the choice. You can have the choice. You can hurtle through life until you run up against a wall, bash your head in and go, what the fuck? And then get up and then do it again and run to that same wall and bash your head in and be like, what the fuck? And then it just keeps happening over and over again. You can bypass your whole way through life. It'll keep you very content maybe at the best. Um, But at some point I feel like you're going to have that inner knowing of like, I, I need to take control of what's going on in my mind and the choices that I'm making. And you have to have the the lows with the highs Mm -hmm. and it's way better to do it with someone who's there to support you in it than trying to do it by yourself. Because I mean, thinking about me trying to do that on my own, I would, I mean, I didn't have, I had to show up to the calls. I had to be there. So it was like, you got to show up even though you're in the shit. So it's, it's such a beautiful process looking back at it now. And there will continue to be lows Mm -hmm. because I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still, I'm still working on some of the limiting beliefs that I had before. Like it's a, it's a continuous process, but now the lows don't feel so low. The highs still feel really high, but I'm able to respond and react in a much better way to those lows and have that inner knowing of like, oh, this is a low. What choices are we going to make to get out of this low? And what do we learn from this low moving forward so we can either recognize the same thing happening again or avoid that particular thing if I don't want it in my life? This sounds a little bit abstract, but the the thing here is like I'm I'm much more even keeled yeah. now when it comes to, to challenges. Yeah, it's not as much of a complete like life-altering breakdown over, you know, anything for you. You, you are able to handle it in a much... Um, I don't know. You're, you're more agile, I think is the word. Like you can handle it and, and with agility move from, from spot to spot. And there, I think there, there's got to be somebody who's listening and saying like, yeah, but I know that. Like I know I know there's highs and lows. It's not about logically understanding. And, and that's something we haven't tapped into on, on all these calls yet. This isn't logic. We're not doing logic. We're doing experience and, and feeling and understanding um, – through a heartfelt understanding and embodying. And that I think is, is where the difference lies is that like you understood there were highs and lows before you got that there was going to be bad days and good days. You weren't able to implement the practice of, of actually utilizing them to work perfectly for you. And now even those tough days are now a way to leverage your greatest self. The tough days you're able to, use the tools in the toolbox which you know to go into them we need a seven hour podcast but to use the <laughs> tools in the po- in, in the toolbox to be able to dive into okay what's coming up for me here why am i feeling this why am i experiencing this who do i want to be how do i access it what does it look like for me to adjust and step into the woman i say i want to become how do i be do have this whole thing right now what do i have to add what do i have to take away all these different pieces that is not a logic thing that's an experience thing and 
these highs and lows experiences, I mean, what I, what I found so profound over these three cohorts and, and coaching hundreds of people over the last few years is that everybody wants to know what light is and nobody's willing to experience dark. And the only way we can experience light and understand light and, and really notice that light exists is by experiencing dark. So I'm not gonna take that away from you. I think I said this to you guys a million times at the beginning of this work. There will be tough days and I would never, ever, ever wanna take that from you because we learn the most about ourselves and where we're going and what we wanna create for ourselves and what we're passionate about and what we love and who we love. We learn the most about that stuff in our dark days, in our dark moments and our struggles. So I would never wanna take that from you with that understanding we don't want those dark days to be elongated and for them to run us, for that to be the energy we embody all the time. We want to be able to step into this powerful light. And the only way we can see that light and acknowledge that it's there is by the dark. So we start to live in gratitude for the dark. We start to love and appreciate the dark. And that, I think, is the difference in your tone when you speak about this work, Katie, now, is that it's, it's this incredible embodiment of, okay, there's going to be dark and it's a part of me and a part of my experience and, and I'm going to rock with it. Yeah. And I, I think like a, a really great example of like being on the, a year's worth of this work, we were just talking about how I accepted this, this job that's within the coaching realm, the nutrition coaching realm. And it was the first time I'd really like accepted something outside of my own personal business First of all, just opening up my own beliefs around accepting any sort of <laughs> work outside of my own business was something I had to work through. Lots of stories around what that looked like. But when I got there, it was not at all aligned with my coaching approach. It didn't turn out to be anything like they kind of really advertised it. And I'm not even saying it was like they were horrible. It just, it wasn't aligned with me. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel like the way I wanted to show up as a coach. It didn't align with the types of clients I love to work with. It just wasn't in alignment. And Katie a year ago would have came from like a very desperate place of being like, well, I just have to make this work. And I don't want to let them down because I'm a, I used to be a people pleaser and oh, well, I have to get this right. And if it's not in alignment, then it means I'm not working hard enough or I haven't fixed it or I haven't found the right answer because I was so like right and wrong. And all these stories about quitting, right? All of these stories that I had with this like very high achieving, get things right, pass the test, fix the problems, people please, always serve others, don't pay attention to yourself, like all of this. <clears throat> I would have been there for a long time. I could have been there for years. And I knew within a couple of weeks, I was like, this is not in alignment. This is not in alignment. And I had the conversation with them and it wasn't coming from a place of fear. It was just, I showed up to the table and I was like, look, I don't think this is the right spot for me. I think there's actually a coach that's in a, be in a better place with the approach that really is matching what you're looking for. I think we just mismatched and that's okay. And then we parted ways. That's huge for anyone out there who's like oh i'm just in this job because i have to do it because if i quit it means xyz or because uh I, i'm not fixing the problem that's there or whatever that is like it doesn't have to mean that 
you get to decide what it means and being able to do that and be like this is really not in alignment and I could sit and stew in this and be mad about showing up every single day and then blame myself for some reason that I that I'm in that situation or I could just be like you know what let's have an honest honest conversation and let's let's part ways and that's okay I like quitting a job after a month is a thing I never would have done yeah never would have done equated with failure Yep. You couldn't make it work, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's huge, huge. for you. Uh, and it's hard for maybe people to understand from the outside who didn't know you before um, what a big accomplishment that is. But to me, it represents owning your life. So, you know, if you're listening to this and there are areas of your life where you feel like it runs you and you don't run it, you're not in charge, that you feel victim to it or controlled by it or manipulated by it or I don't have a choice whether it's work, relationships, uh, circumstances, whatever it is, what Katie just explained to us is that this work can put you in a space to own, to be an authority figure in the direction of your life, to drive the vehicle rather than to be a passenger, to demand the life that you say you want rather than to expect it and wait for it. And, uh, and it's huge to not sit there. I mean, think of how much time we waste on a regular basis, not doing what we love, being who we want to be, saying what we want to say, living the way we want to live, because our ego says, oh, you got to you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You'll be embarrassed or somebody will think you're an idiot or you'll look like a failure or whatever the stories are. When you're playing that card of I got to look good for everybody else, you spend very little time serving yourself. So that is a huge win for you, my friend. Congratulations. Yeah. And the th- and and too when you were saying that the part that stuck out there was um uh well I I can't change I don't have a choice yeah. I'm so hyper aware of when other people say that yeah, now <laughs> like it's like I have like <laughs> I just hear it everywhere and it and, but it's awesome because like now I'm I'm very in my worth about like I have all the choices in the world I like and we went through this about like taking part-time gigs options that were available to me at any any point and I just had shut it down because of stories I told myself about what things needed to look like this like grasping on to like what things needed to look like and I was like shutting out other opportunities other things like it you always have you always have a choice it's whether or not you're you're opening yourself up to those possibilities like having like not letting your stories control you and shut out those those other opportunities. Yeah, one of the dangers I think of a, of a perfectionist is that they attach themselves to a certain thing, right, or, or a certain result and when they're in that perfectionist thinking. And what they're doing more than opening the door to that result is closing a billion other doors that are so easy and, and flowy to walk through. But because they're so committed to like it's got to look this way, I'm not saying high perform high performance is a bad thing and I want to create the distinction. You can be a high performer and not be a perfectionist. And and I think that Katie has taken this big leap into like she's a high freaking performer. And a high performer says a month into something that doesn't vibe with them, this does not serve where I'm at. I'm out. Like appreciate the time, see ya. That's a high performer. A perfectionist is I'll spend the next two years here gritting my teeth and finding a way to try and make it work and ultimately perhaps maybe making it work and being miserable along the way. I think that there's so much to be said 
for the willingness to detach from the need for it to look a certain way and allow with with trust and and surrender to some extent allow whatever's supposed to come up to come up and and flow into the next space so you've opened so many doors for yourself by closing one you've opened you've created a huge huge capacity for yourself that didn't exist because now you have more space to bring in what feels aligned and that's a huge lesson for people i think in mindset work on a regular basis yeah and i'm I'm sure we'll get into like this work has also spurred me into like doing a lot of inner work around my stories around energetics around the subconscious mind around talk therapy like this expanded me in so many other ways to open my mind up to other ways of continuing to grow and now when i think about like that same example of of trying to make that that job work it my energy was different it was clearly draining me it didn't feel good i would on the days even when i just had to go there for like a session or two and then come home and do different like my own business i showed up differently and i think sometimes we're not even aware of where we're at energetically and I mean, the best examples of explaining this to people is like, oh, think of the the times when you're like super relaxed and super happy. And usually people are like, oh, well, I'm like with my family or my partner and I'm we're like out at the beach and blah, blah, like high energy. Like those are things that are filling you up. And then when you think of low energy, you're like, oh, well, when I'm like really sad and something really bad happens. But there's like in between. Mm. And sometimes we don't realize these things that we're like keeping ourselves in because of the stories, because of ego, because of how we think society thinks we should do things, whatever it is, is actually keeping you in like really low energy all the time. And it's kind of the similar concept of like, with nutrition coaching, I talk a lot with clients about like, similar to like, you don't know what you don't know, but you think that you're at your normal is like everyone's normal, but actually you feel like shit. And once we start to dig into it, you're like, oh, I can feel exponentially better. It's the same when you're making choices based on ego or what you think you should do or limiting beliefs or just things that aren't serving you. You're actually in this low energy state all the time. It's hard to attract things into your life when you're in that low energy state. You're not like, you know, whatever you believe in, we call it pizza and PL, the universe is not going to show up giving you abundant energy in whatever form that looks like money love things material things if you're like low energy all the time and you're not going to be high energy all the time but when you're when you're making those choices that are draining you and keeping you there it's really hard to attract those bigger things in life too yeah i think you and i just need to do this on a weekly basis because this is this is so <laughs> I would love that. It's so fun and it's so inviting. Like I'm mesmerized by the conversation. I really I really enjoy um our back and forth. I think it's it's awesome and because I have a commitment to 20 minutes and now we're at 35, gosh darn it. <laughs> oh, I'm man. going to bring Knew it. going to happen. Going to bring it close. Uh so let me let me finish with this. Let me ask you this. I've been asking everybody at the end of these things, like for somebody who's kind of in your position from when you started this thing, 
um, who really may resonate with your story and they're on the verge of like, they're in the contemplation stage. Like, oh, I think this might be for me, but I don't really know what's going on. I don't know if I should do this or it's a lot of money or it's a lot of time or I don't know. I, I don't want to tell people I'm doing mindset or whatever the story is. What little nugget or, or opportunity could you offer them um, when they're in that space? Yeah, if I think back to kind of where I was at, the main feeling, I got into this, by the way, I got into PL because I wanted to work on my money mindset. I remember. <laughs> Which we worked on. Yes, we did. <laughs> but it was like very much at the end. But knowing what I know now, if you are the person that's the perfectionist, if you are a very high achiever, have been your whole life, you've played very competitive sports, Dean's List, all of these things, you probably also identify with a lot of guilt around not doing things a certain way, not doing enough, like that I never thought I was doing enough, and a huge feel of fear of failure. None of which I was like super aware at the start, but if you were in the place that I was, I had that. I had so much of that. And if you're like, Ooh, yeah, I am really scared of failure because it means that I'm piece of shit if this thing doesn't work out. Um, if I feel like I'm not doing enough ever and you're sitting in bed at night and you're like, I didn't freaking get all of that done and therefore I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Like it's like the piece of shit thing is what was happening. But I didn't, I just thought everyone felt that yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's not, that's not normal. Mm. That I mean- it is normal, but there's better than that. There's better than that. And that's if you're in the space where you are like very high achieving and you think it has to look a certain way, but you have this gut pull of like, it doesn't feel good and I can't figure out why. I can't figure out why, but it doesn't feel good. This is the work you need to do. This is the work. If it doesn't feel good, there's a reason why. And it's about uncovering the beliefs that you have and where you're keeping yourself stuck. Amen, sister. I mean, the, the foundation of the work is my beliefs generate my thoughts, my thoughts generate my actions, my actions create my reality. And every program and stuff you've been doing spends a whole lot of time on your reality, on your actions, on your thoughts, but very little time on your beliefs. And uh, we're willing to yeah. go straight headfirst into that. So you are freaking remarkable. I loved this so much, so much so that we went 20 minutes over our 20 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, but it's bound to happen. It was bound to happen. But listen, <laughs> uh, if you're listening, lucky you, because Katie is a treat to listen to. So thank you so much for spending time with us today, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, if you're listening to this and, and there's an, even an inkling of like, hmm, maybe this is for me or just the work in general. It doesn't have to be with PL. It doesn't have to be coaching with us. Um, but coaching in some way or getting this work into your life in some way, it is imperative. It makes the world a better place. So if you have any inkling that this might be for you, don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram at I am Nick Pags. Uh, you can email me nickpags at nickpagsllc.com and either me or a team member of mine will, will reach out to you and we'll get on a call and kind of learn where you're at and, and hopefully uh, be in a Zoom room or a real room together soon. Um, so thank you again, Katie. Thank you to the listeners who spent some time listening today to this. And, uh, and we'll see you on the next PL story. Cheers.